Hi, my name is Steve and I serve on the eldership team at the M5 congregation. So it was the 2nd of February 2020 that we planted a church in the school of Belporto in the suburb of Lansdowne. And um, my, my word, what a great time we had together at the, at the beginning of the year. There was such an excitement and there was an expectancy of God moving in and through us as a people. And so we were really uh, on fire in terms of what God was wanting to do with us. And uh, two, three months into the plant and we landed up in level five of lockdown. And uh, all I can say is, wow, what a year to plant church, Right. And so I'm going to share a little bit more about our journey later on in the message. Um, but uh, I have the privilege of, of starting a three-week sermon series called Gift. It's our Advent series leading up to Christmas. And we know that when it comes to Christmas, there is this great reminder of gifts. That uh, we have, uh, there's this excitement of giving and receiving of gifts. Um, and it's just a reminder of the greatest gift that we ever received. And that is the gift of salvation. It's the gift of Jesus. It's the gift of eternal life. We read in Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 where it says, for to us a child is born and to us a son is given and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father and prince of peace. And so I get to launch the series uh, today and um, I'm going to be looking at the gift of waiting. The gift of waiting. Um, I'm going to be looking at uh, how do we wait on God. And so before we get started, I'd love to open up in a word of prayer. So won't you join me in a, in, a, in a prayer right now? Father, we want to come before you today and we want to thank you for the gift of Jesus Christ. And Jesus, I pray that as we, as we gear up and as we, as we build up towards Christmas, that uh, I pray that you would be at the center uh, of what Christmas means. It is you, Lord Jesus Christ. And so I pray that as we open up the scriptures today, Father, won't you speak to us? Won't you speak to us? Won't you connect with us? Holy Spirit, won't you come and stir within our hearts the things of God? Won't you come, Holy Spirit, and reveal Christ to us in a, in a fresh and a real way today? We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So let's get started with our, our, our sermon today. And as I said, the big idea is looking at waiting on God. And as we, we come to, to the beginning of this message, let me start by saying the obvious. Uh, no one likes to wait. Uh, there are different levels of waiting. We can, we can be irritated in standing in a queue. We can be frustrated in sitting in traffic. Uh, there's the desperation on waiting uh, on the other side of a phone call, waiting for someone to give us an answer to our question. And then there's another level of waiting, and uh, uh, it could be waiting for the results of a COVID test. It could be waiting for a loved one to come out of hospital because they've been, uh, they've been uh, uh, infected with uh, COVID-19. Um, then there is yet another level of waiting, and we've experienced that at a, a, certainly at a national level and a global level, uh, and, that is, and that's been with, with lockdown. Um, and uh, there's been times where we've, where we've really waited to see uh, uh, the, government coming, uh, the government coming and share, sharing announcements, and uh, uh, there's the waiting of uh, maybe coming to some form of normality. Um, and, so, and so as we look at this idea, if we look at this, this concept of waiting, it's true to say that we find it very difficult to wait. 
we find it difficult to wait. And there could be a couple of reasons for this. Well, firstly, one of the reasons that we find it hard to wait is because sometimes the outcome is unknown, and that leaves us realizing uh, how little control we really have, how little control we really have of our own lives, how we have little control over things around us. And I, I guess it's in that that makes us uneasy about waiting. Another reason why we find it difficult to wait is, is because we're living in a busy and a fast-paced society. Uh, we tend to expect everything to happen right away. And if we want something, we want it right now. There's this technology and the apps that we have at our disposal that just with a, a click or two of a button and we can get what we want. In, the, in his book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, John Markoma, he says this about this fast-paced life that we're living. He says, we move so fast through life that we are stressed out, on edge, quick to snap at our spouse or our kids. Sure, that's true. But it's even, what is even more terrifying is that our spiritual lives hang in the balance. That an over-busy, digital, distracted life of speed is the greatest threat to, the spirit, to our spiritual lives. And this is what he has to say. And so when we look at this, this concept of, of waiting on God, as we look at this subject of waiting on God, and uh, we realize that, that uh, we find it difficult to wait. But when you look through those reasons, maybe um, at this time of the year, maybe as we're building up to Christmas, uh, the gift of waiting is, is definitely needed for you and I today. So I'm hoping that as I go through this message that uh, the gift of waiting will become of great value to you and to I today. And so as we look at the scriptures, we see many biblical characters that engaged in waiting. We see Noah in the flood, Moses in the desert, Joseph in jail. We see Abraham and Sarah waiting for pregnancy. And I'm going to share a little bit about their story later on as well. Jacob unwilling to wait for his inheritance. And then, of course, the main focus over the next three weeks is the birth of Jesus. The people waited for the promised Messiah. We read in Isaiah 7 verse 14 where it says, Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and you will call him Emmanuel. Uh, this was prophesied 700 years before Jesus was born. And so the people waited all this time for Jesus to be born. So we see within Scripture how people wait on God. We also see in Psalm 25 verse 5, it says this, Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day. And when I read this portion of scripture, it highlights the importance of waiting. And waiting is actually related or in, it's integrated to our relationship with God. It's the emphasis of receiving teaching. And, uh, and, and as you receive that teaching, we are trained in a way of life. And, and we're trained in, in God's way of life. Waiting on God is about receiving instruction, receiving guidance, and then living it out. Um, and, and the important thing about this is where it says that you are, my, you, are, you are the God of my salvation. Not only is God the God of our salvation, but God is the one that created us. And so as we wait on God, we, we, we reconnect or we connect uh, with our creator. And as we connect with our crea creator, then we understand our purpose of life because he created us. 
And so we see that waiting isn't just an activity that we do. Waiting is, is um, intertwined with uh, what it means to be in relationship with God. And as you flip through the scriptures, you would also see that there are, there are 200 uh, verses or, or Bible scriptures that talk about waiting. Uh, and it's interesting to see how, how um, these scriptures speak into this relationship with God and how we, how we become, uh, how we grow in our relationship with God. There are a couple of things that come to mind when we look at sort of the results uh, of waiting on God. Uh, and the first is that uh, when we wait on God, uh, it strengthens your heart. When we wait on God, it renews our spirit. It gives us courage. It gives us help. It's our shield. And so waiting on God is a strengthening. Secondly, we see that waiting on God can cultivate good fruit in our lives, such as patience, perseverance, endurance. And when we understand the concept of perseverance, we know that perseverance leads to character. And so waiting on God builds this godly character in our lives. We also see that waiting on God is not a passive activity which we do nothing, but waiting on God is, is engaging in, in partnership with God. It's um, as we engage in partnership with God, God wants to actively participate. Uh, uh, he wants us to participate in the work that he's doing. The fourth thing that uh, comes to my mind with waiting on the Lord is that when we wait on God, uh, we find dependency on God. When we wait on God, we, we move away from our own dependency. We, we move towards God and we move to his dependency. Um, and so those are the, the, the characteristics that we get to experience when we wait on the Lord. And so as we've looked at what is waiting on the Lord, well, what I want to do in, the, in this, uh, this time that we've got left together is I want to look at, well, how do we wait on the Lord? How do we wait on the Lord? And there are four points that I want to share with you. And they're really practical points for us to be able to, to engage in and get to, to um, grab a hold of that gift, that gift of waiting on God. So the first thing that we need to do when uh, waiting on God is we need to seek God. We need to seek God. Lamentations 3.25 says this, The Lord is good to those who wait on Him, to the person who seeks Him. I just love that portion of Scripture. The Lord is good to those that wait for Him. Uh, is that as we, as we enter into a time of waiting, know that God is good. Know that God is good. Um, and, uh, and as we know that God is good, He doesn't want to hide from us. Uh, in, in our pursuit of him, in our seeking of him. He doesn't want to hide from us. Uh, he's right here in our presence and he's desiring this close relationship that I've been talking about. And it's in this relationship that we engage with God, that we get to experience God and God speaks to us, engages with us in a number of ways. And as he does that, it's, uh, it's, for us to, it's for us to seek God. I love that scripture in Jeremiah 29 verse 13. It says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. When you seek me with all your heart. And so seeking God isn't this, uh, isn't this sort of uh, process that you go through. It's not ticking the right boxes. It's not doing these spiritual disciplines and then you can seek God. No, seeking God is a pursuit after God. It's a desire after God. It's this intentionality of wanting to be with God. 
And, um, and we get to experience that by um, God's promises or a prophetic word spoken over our lives. We get to engage with God by, through prayer and praying for, 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 for loved ones and praying for our relationship with God. Um, perhaps you're going through a stage of life where you need direction, where you need guidance. You need to make, make a decision in your life that you, would, that you would call on God for that guidance. I guess when it comes to waiting on the Lord in our relationship, and maybe there have been promises spoken over your life, God's promises over your life. Maybe there has been a prophetic word that is spoken over you, but it hasn't been fulfilled yet. Maybe you're praying and there's a consistent prayer that you're praying to the Lord, but you find that it hasn't been answered. And in the stage of life seeking guidance and direction, perhaps there's no clarity from the Lord yet. And it's in, it's, in, it's in these situations, it's in this stage of life, it's in, this, it's in this relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ that we find ourselves coming to the place of saying, uh, coming to the place of understanding that we need to wait, that we need to wait. And as we, as we wait on the Lord, uh, it could be through reading of scripture and, uh, and seeking God's, or claiming and seeking God's promises. Uh, in this time, it could be, as I said, through praying, praying prayers and asking for wisdom and discernment. At this time of seeking God, it, we could spend time focusing on God, understanding what he wants to do in and through us. Perhaps seeking God means speaking to a, a trusted voice, perhaps your, your life group leader that you can go and share your situation with and, and, and get some godly wisdom and perspective into your life. Perhaps in the seeking of God, it might include the need to examine and evaluate our own motives and attitudes around, uh, around where we find ourselves and that which we're calling out to God for. And it's in all of these it's in all of these practices that, that will help us to seek God. But the encouragement is that, that you will seek me and you will find me if you seek me with all your heart. So the first thing that we need to know about waiting on God, it's not a, it's, it's not a, a passivity, it's not a thing of just uh, waiting for something to happen. No, it's about seeking God. The second point is taking action at the right time. Taking action at the right time. And so... As I shared with you in my introduction, that uh, we started the M5 in February, and a couple of months later, we uh, landed up in level five of lockdown. And um, I remember when we started the church, there was such an excitement, and uh, people would come up to me and say, we need to start that ministry, we need to get this ministry going. And others would come and say, I feel that uh, this is my season to get involved in, in perhaps the children's ministry or, or become a life group leader. And uh, so everybody was really committed and uh, there was a lot of encouragement for us to get started and, and make things happen. But, but I must be honest with you, I, like, I, I felt in my heart that God is telling us to wait. And so as I was spending time in devotion, as I was spending time praying over the church, I felt a sense that God was saying, wait. And so when people would come to me and encourage me that we need to get going, I said, let's just wait. Let's enjoy this time. Uh, when I say I felt God saying wait, I didn't say, you know, okay, let's not do anything. I mean, you know, when, you, when we planted the church, everybody would get there a whole hour early to put out the chairs and to put out the tables and get the kids rock area sorted. And so there was a lot of activity happening. And then we would get together in the, in the, in, in the meeting and um, we'd have worship together and we'd hear the, the, the word preached. There would be ministry time afterwards, um, standing around the coffee tables, getting to know each other. Uh, 
uh, getting to know the name of our kids. And more often than not, we'd find each other, in each, uh, we'd find ourselves in each other's homes having meals. And I guess, in essence, in this period of time, it was like friends first. Um, and it was just an incredible time together. However, when lockdown happened, we hadn't started our life groups, we hadn't started our prayer ministry, our, we, we had no, um, no, no children's work, none of that. And, and you know what happened when we when landed up in lockdown? I, I, I was saying, well, Lord, did I, did I not hear you correctly? Did, did, did you want us to engage um, rather than wait uh, and enjoy your presence and enjoy each other's company? And as I reflect back over this year, here's the deal, is that I think it was those two, three months that we, that we were together that created such a strong bond that actually carried us through the rest of the year. And I can honestly say, coming to December and going into January, that we feel so much stronger as a, as a church community. We feel connected together as a church community. All that to say, we started our life groups online. Uh, we started our, our, our uh, we developed a, a social justice team. Uh, we developed a pastoral ministry team. We had a prayer, our prayer ministry started going. We actually even started our teenage ministry frequency online. And so, uh, but, but all that to say, it was because we waited on the Lord. We waited on the Lord. Um, just this, this example uh, that I'm sharing with you of just waiting on the Lord, it reminds me of this, this book that I came across by a lady called Paula Gooder. And uh, the title of the book is called uh, The Meaning is in the Waiting. The Meaning is in the Waiting. And the title highlights a tendency to focus so much on the destination and, and what lies ahead after we've waited. Uh, and, and, and in doing so, we will miss what God is currently doing in and around us. And I just love the title of that book, because when we look at sort of taking action at the right time, what I'm actually saying is that it's the, it's the meaning in the waiting. It's not the results of the waiting. It's not what happens after the waiting. Sure, that, that's certainly something that we do want and something that we do want to experience. But I think when it comes to taking action at the right time, it's about not trying to force uh, the journey that you're on. It's not trying to uh, force God's arm to, for him to answer you now. Um, it, it's, it's none of that. What it is, it's like there is great meaning when we wait on the Lord. There is great meaning when we wait on the Lord. And there is that story in the Bible of Abraham and Sarah, and God comes to Abraham and says that you will have a child. And uh, in Genesis 12, verse 2, it's, it, it actually says, and I will make you a great nation. Now, you need to understand that Abraham was 85 and Sarah was 75. And so for them, they, they would, like, you could just imagine their thought when they said, like, when, they, when God told them that they're going to have a child, um, I'm not sure if, if they actually believed him, if they actually believed God. All that to say that in the story, Abraham and Sarah, um, they had a, a surrogate son named Ishmael. Um, but that wasn't God's plan. You see, they, they became impatient or they, they didn't believe uh, that God would, would, would bless them with a child. And so in their impatience, uh, they wanted to take matters into their own hands. And, uh, and um, they had Ishmael. And uh, Abraham and Sarah, their rash decision created problems in their immediate household and problems for the family for the rest of their lives. You see, it's, it's, it's taking action at the right time. And when you, when you don't take action at the right time, you miss the blessing of, of actually waiting on the Lord. So the encouragement is, uh, the meaning is in the waiting. And as you wait, 
And as we wonder when our prayers will be answered, we can be assured of this, that God is working behind the scenes in our lives, preparing us so that in the fullness of our time, of our lives, God will answer our prayers. God's promises will be spoken and be fulfilled in our lives. God will meet us in a powerful way. The third point on waiting on God is to rest in God's timing, is to rest in God's timing. I love that scripture in Revelation uh, 22 verse 13 that speaks into God's timing or God's control or God's power over timing. Uh, Jesus says, I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. And so uh, God is moving and acting in our lives. God is moving and acting in our lives. And then in the fullness of our time, of our lives, our prayers will be answered. Our prayers will be answered. Perhaps they may be answered in unexpected ways or perhaps not in our timetable. Um, But this I'm assured of. God is really early, but he's never late. He is always on time. God is always on time. Throughout their lives, Abraham and Sarah struggled to believe God uh, and that he was able to accomplish what he said he was going to do. Now, Abraham was 100 and Sarah was 90. So when they got that word that they were going to have a child was about a decade ago. So they had to wait. And in their waiting, I, got a, I get a sense that they didn't really believe God. They didn't believe in his ability to provide them with a kid. And then I also believe that they didn't trust God's timing. Um, look, being 90 years old is not the, the prime age to have a child, but, but they limited God to what they, con- they conceived to be what was possible. Let me say that again. They limited God to what they could conceive of what was possible. But we know that God works far beyond that. Waiting on God reminds us that he is not limited to what we think is possible. One of the biggest reasons why waiting on God is so hard for us is because we limit what God can do in our lives. And we're not able to accept that God has something better uh, because we limit what God can do for us and, the, and, and we also limit uh, his ability to work in time. So we need to rest in God's timing. And the final point on how we are to rest in God, uh, it means trusting in God and his goodness. Trusting in God and his goodness. And as I shared earlier about about, uh, uh, that God is good to those that wait on him. That God is good to those that wait on him, to the person who seeks him. And so it, when we come to, uh, to waiting on God, it's, it's about trusting in him. Now, if we don't trust in God, it's going to be very difficult for us to wait on him. And, if we, and, and, and even if we don't trust God and, and still try and wait on him, there's going to be a great deal of anxiety and, and uh, there's going to be a sense of not really believing that God is going to, going to meet us uh, and meet us where we're at. And uh, uh, the important thing for us to understand is that when it comes to us waiting on God, we need to know that God is the object and we have the confidence of the one waiting, uh, that God has the power, God has the ability. He's the object of why we wait. And uh, the ability to wait on God stems from being confident and focused on who God is and what God is doing 
who God is and what God is doing. There's a, a deep trust uh, that, that, uh, that God is good and God wants the best for us. It means confidence in God's person, who God is as a person, confidence in his wisdom and his love and his timing, um, understanding that, that, uh, that our situation is in God's hands. It means knowing and trusting God, his promises, his purposes, his power for our lives. You see, the essence of waiting on God is trusting. And we need to trust in God, trust uh, in his nature, in his character, because the Lord is good to those who wait on him, to the person who seek him. And so when we come to this time of waiting, waiting on God, let us truly trust in God as the rock and our strength and our refuge in, in life. You see, waiting means uh, claiming God's promises in our lives and trusting that God will do what he says he will do in our lives. And as I close today, in this time of Advent, as we wait, we are expectant. We are expectant to meet with the living God. I'm going to come to a time now to pray, and I'd love to pray for you, and I'd love to, to read scripture over you. And so um, what we're going to do is there's three scriptures that I'd like to read uh, over you today. So let's pray together. Lord, we thank you for the gift, the gift that we can have to wait on you. And Lord, as we, as we wait on you now, Holy Spirit, won't you come and stir in our hearts? Holy Spirit, won't you come and bring a quietening? Holy Spirit, won't you come and bring us into that place of waiting on God? And this morning, you might be a person who has God's promises spoken over you, or perhaps a prophetic word that has been spoken over you. And, and those words and those promises haven't been fulfilled. My encouragement to you today is to wait, is to wait, to receive that affirmation, to receive that, that uh, life-giving word over your life and don't settle for anything less. Perhaps you a person that is praying out to God, you're praying out to God for a, a loved one, a family member to come to, to know Jesus Christ. Maybe you're praying for, for healing for yourself or for, for someone else. Maybe you, you're praying, asking God to meet with you in a very real way. Perhaps you a person that has been praying that prayer and you feel that your prayers haven't been answered. Today, I want to encourage you to wait, to wait, to seek God. Seek God with all your heart. Don't give up. Don't be impatient. Continue to pray. Continue to seek God. Or perhaps you're somebody seeking guidance and uh, uh, you need direction in your life and you want godly direction. Perhaps clarity hasn't come. It might be related to uh, something uh, like a job opportunity. Um, it, it might be related to something that you need to engage with in your own life. 
big decisions that you need, you need to make and, and there isn't clarity. My encouragement today is to wait. It's to wait on the Lord. So hear these scriptures as I, as I pray them over you and allow the Spirit to minister to you in these scriptures. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is a stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? I remain confident of this, that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired and weary. And his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. For there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. There is a time to be born and a time to die. There is a time to plant and a time to uproot. There is a time to kill and a time to heal. There is a time to tear down and a time to build. There is a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. There is a time to scatter stones, there is a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. There is a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear down and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. And so Lord, as we read these scriptures, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would minister to us today. Thank you, Father, that you are not early, you are not late, but you're always on time. Won't you help us to wait on you? We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.